What is up, everybody, and welcome to Real Talks Podcast. We're going to break down what it takes to live life on your terms through entrepreneurship, specifically real estate investing. So we're going to hit it hard, the good, the bad, and the real, because that climb, as any entrepreneur knows, is never smooth. My name is Mike Singletary. I'm your host. So let's get real. Hey, welcome, everybody. So we have a great guest today, somebody that I've known for a long time, somebody I respect quite a bit. Um, you know, one of the biggest things within our industry to keep our business going is uh, obviously a CRM. I have used so many different CRMs and typically I'm not the one in it. And uh, it depends on what stage you are within uh, your, your, you know, your business cycle. Uh, but I used to be all up in their CRM because there's no way that I could actually manage the business without one. Uh, this guy is somebody that, you know, has developed one of the best CRMs in the industry. Actually, you know what, let me go ahead and read off his bio a little bit here. So Don is a Marine and he, for the last seven years, um, he had systems, he had, they obviously had systems and process for everything. So while working uh, in the contracting department, he developed a CRM that tracked all the units requested uh, from requirement to award, tracked over 200 million in contracts, and is still used to this very day. So in 2014, him and his business partner uh, started flipping, wholesaling, flipping houses, and then builds REI Automation Squad, first CRM, his first CRM version, just due to the requirements in his business. I think all of this that has kind of produced a platform, that's how it started, right? Um, he and his partner joined the mastermind and real estate community. And while other people are asking about it, uh, he just started offering the service. And, you know, right now the iteration is the best damn CRM uh, kind of grew out from that. I, I know there was another name was Beast Mode. I will ask him more about that as well. But man, I'm super excited to have Donald Ross on, man. What's going on, Donald? How are you doing, buddy? Doing well, doing well, man. How are you doing? Uh, it's uh, sunny and almost 50 degrees in Wisconsin in December, so that's a win for us up here. Dude, I mean, I think your weather is better than ours down here. I, actually, you know what? It's not, man. Our, ours is probably 50 degrees, but everybody down here bitches about it. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're, yeah. We're, yeah, we're weak, you know? So tell me, man, what's new in your world, brother? Yeah. So um, obviously in the past, built out CRMs, offered some of that stuff, trying to kind of still figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Uh, I don't know that I'm ever going to figure it out, but I've gotten a whole lot better at uh, figuring out sometimes what I don't want, which is sometimes more important than what I do want and being able to say yes and no to certain things. Um, so as the year has gone on, uh, part of that's been building out a, a new platform and a new version of the CRM and kind of bringing in some of the new features that uh, people have been asking about and some of the new stuff that's been talked about, like AI, you know, stuff like that, some of that. Uh, integrations and connections that others have asked for over the years, but we've been doing it for, it's crazy, almost uh, a decade, literally this next couple months up here, it's going to be a decade of doing this. Dude, so you're a programmer, right? I self-taught myself how off of uh, YouTube. You taught yourself off of YouTube. That's, that's freaking amazing, dude. I mean, so you never took a class, you never, you never did anything? Not for the coding stuff. I've got a master's in business. I got an MBA, but never went to school for the coding stuff. Just always wanted to do it. 
Well, the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm completely amazed by that, and you and I have talked about this. I mean, developers have always been the crux for me. You know what I mean? Uh, like my lead developer right now, you know, bless him, man, he's, he's just, he got really sick. And so it's just kind of trying to fill in those gaps and you have that skill set to be able to lead that team. It's, it's uh, such an advantage. Yeah. I, you know, there's been a ton of people that have always thought software or offering, offering a monthly subscription is kind of the sexy model to do. And, it, and it's grown over the last, probably I'd say five years that a lot more try to do it. Um, the difficulties can be that a lot of times those developers are in Pakistan, India, the Philippines, whatever the case may be. Um, and being able to have that communication line with them and sometimes call them out on their crap and know how to call them out on it um, has been huge and a huge benefit to me and our members. Um, so yes, I built it. Yes, I coded the stuff and I can code it. Um, but I do have a team and a really good team of developers and stuff that have been with us now for um, almost eight years. Um, so it's been super helpful to uh, have that knowledge and be able to kind of, hey, you know, you're trying this. What about trying it this way and kind of bouncing ideas off of each other? Uh, it's been kind of a really nice relationship to kind of have back and forth uh, with those guys. It's awesome, man. So obviously it enables you to provide a great customer service. You know what I mean? So let's talk about your platform, you know, because I know it's gone through several versions, right? Um, hey. Talk to me about the new one. Is this new or is it just rebranded or re renamed? Sure. Yeah. So on a completely different platform. So what we were known for um, is we essentially took Podio and uh -huh. built our template, our version on top of it. And that included integrations, automations, things of that nature. And it was specific um, to the real estate community. And I owned and obviously ran the wholesale and flipping company with a partner for a while. We also had a um, real estate brokerage. So we were doing the retail listing side of things as well. Um, built that all on Podio and figured out how to make things happen within Podio and um, you know, to be frank, a lot of people's relationship with Podio in general is either they love it or they hate it. There's not a whole in between. And then some people just, you know, they've got teams that are running it, so they don't necessarily care that they're right. running Podio. Um, with that said, you know, there is definitely some user functionality, um, some, some requirements that would have been asked about is, you know, can we directly email out um, from the platform with our Gmail? Not easily, not with Podio, um, the new platform that we built on, you can. Um, can you connect your Instagram or Facebook or your business page to bring leads in from maybe Facebook ads or, or Google ads or your website with Carrot? Uh, we could do some of that stuff with, you know, zaps and different things in the past with Podio. Now we can do it a whole lot more seamless with the new platform. So we're, we're bringing a whole lot of stuff under one hood and being able to reduce some overhead and some cost because we don't have to have those other platforms and they don't have to have some of those other platforms you know the typical calendly link and things of that nature that you're paying for this is all stuff that's all in there all built out and connected um and with podio oftentimes we're having to have a third party of call rail or smartphone or whatever and although i like those services and, and i've had those people for a long time know some of the owners um we wanted to have it inside and so what we've got now, it's all inside. You can make calls and texts and it's all tracked inside. You're not having to pop into another platform. I think it's coming down to something that we've preached for a really long time and we did the best we could with Podio, but it comes down to simplicity. And sometimes yeah. that involves having everything kind of centralized as much as possible in one spot. And so definitely able to do that with a new platform and, um, you know, some of the, uh, crutches that we had in the past, uh, we're able to fix with this. 
And uh, I'm super excited to kind of build this out and start offering this. And it's something that we've got a handful of people that are already using it behind the scenes and providing feedback. And that's the same thing that we did with Podio. Beat up on it, broke it, figured out how to make it better. And that allowed us to grow to what we have been and are at this point in the industry. Okay. So you're still kind of in beta or maybe a little bit past beta. You're having like a, a, a group that's like just kind of trying it out. So I, yeah, we're past beta at this point. Uh, it's Good. been only maybe a month that we're out of that. And, you know, uh, it's been interesting because, you know, I have my ide- ideologies of what should work and, and what's best practices. And it's always interesting to give it into the hands uh, to other people that are, you know, doing it and using it for their business and giving some ideas. And we got some feedback and we definitely had to change some things um, for the better. So um, I'm finally to a point where I would say I'm, you know, proud of where we're at with it. Uh, before it was definitely that 60% solution that we're like, well, we got to push it out to see what they want. doesn't make sense to spend a bunch of time and money on development if we're going to develop stuff that maybe they don't want. Um, right. So we're past that point, but it's been an interesting ride to get here. I was hoping to do it. You know, I think anyone in tech can relate to this. I was hoping to do it in a time frame. And this Six is typical. <laughs> it, it was it was double, if not almost triple, the time amount um, that I hoped for. And you know, I've done this for a decade, and I'm still optimistic on stuff. And yeah, we missed yeah. that mark. I, I, I'm guilty of that, man. We've been launching a new product for the last six months, every month. <laughs> you know, it seems like <laughs> like, and every time yeah. we're about to launch, there's a bug we got to fix. It's like, oh my god, it's such a it's such a process. You know what I mean? So I'm excited yeah. about this, man. So when are you going to make this available for everybody? So we are kind of, we held it off until right now in December, talking to you guys and then pushing it a hard push for the new years. Um, that kind of is the time frame that a whole lot of people seem to kind of get into this and, you know, they're in the real estate and trying to start a new business. It made sense with that time frame, just where we were with everything. So this is kind of that initial push. And then nice. we'll do a, a very large push towards the end of December, uh, early January. So um, already got users on it, already got people that have signed deals and work deals in it. So it's it's working already. Um, now it's just how do we get the rest of the people on it? And, uh, you know, as a business owner, it's one of those things that I get asked, are we completely leaving Podio and not using it anymore? No, we're, we're giving it as a, uh, an option. There's going to be people that are going to stay on Podio. There's going to be people that um, don't. What I can tell you is as a business owner, um, you know, I will gently nudge and push those to try to get off a of podio. Uh, not only because I think it's a better product that we're now having, but uh, on the, the overhead side of things with us, I will tell you that we pay over a hundred grand plus, um, plus, plus a year in user fees with podio. Um, yeah. And we could substantially reduce some of that overhead on our side if we got a lot of our people over to the other platform. Well, I mean, I use obviously like most investors, I've used Podio quite a bit. Now I have somebody on my team that's an expert at it. I'm really not, but it was always really kind of frustrating because once that property went from one classification to another, and I might be butchering this, right? Like once it transferred, like all the information didn't transfer over, you always had to go back to the original, is it the folder? You have to go back to the original input to to see some of the stuff, right? Uh, So that was always my big thing about Podio. Uh, let me ask you this, because I've changed CRM so many times and, you know, the migration process is always the one that probably holds people back the most. What's that process going to look like for you? Is it going to be, um, you know, is it going to be difficult? You're going to make it easy. I mean, what's that going to look like for your clients? That is the number one reason why people don't 
necessarily leave a CRM that they're not happy with or their team's not happy with because they understand what that potentially looks like or they fear what that might look like. They don't even ask. They just assume. Um, and maybe they've been through a couple of transitions, so they just assume that the next one will be the same and it's a headache and I totally get it. Uh, what we do on our end is typically we ask to be added into their um, CRM that they're in right now. And most CRMs, you'll be able to export like a CSV file with the records and things of that nature. And then we on our side, our, our support team imports it for them, um, bring in the leads, bring in whatever they got inside of there. Um, so they kind of know where they were at with statuses and whatnot. Then we can kind of talk them through the process of, you know, if you had X amount of statuses and what this looked like on your side, how do we do the similar things here in our platform? We do have some availability or ability to customize and make things a little more custom now. A lot of times with Podio, we would be like, hard no, can't change this, can't change that because it broke coding in the background. Right. Um, new platform, we're lucky we've got a whole lot more flexibility uh, and can make some different changes. And so statuses and next actions that we used in the past, you can change some words and still not break things. Um, so the onboarding, uh, what we normally do is get your leads pushed in, uh, imported, and then we'll offer a one-on-one 60-minute Zoom call, walk through kind of best practices, how to use it. And then we always have our weekly um, Q&A sessions where we jump on a Zoom, basically open office hours, jump on, ask your questions. You or the team can jump on every week. And then besides that, we've got our community. And if they've got uh, something where they're trying to integrate or, hey, something's broke, how do I do this? Or I think it's broke. Um, we've got a support ticket system built right into the platform now. And they can watch and they get notified when their tickets literally move from uh, when it's assigned to, to an open, to pending, to solve. And they're able to see the ticket number and it sends an email so that they can actually at any point search or see where they're at with their status. And they can always respond and it comes right into the team. Uh, and behind the scenes, our team is literally notified as soon as those tickets come on, come in. Um, and that's been a big change for us this year as we've moved, we moved off of Zendesk. We use Zendesk for eight years, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it was able to get us to reduce some of our overhead. Plus, just to be frank, we tried to get some of the automations and stuff done with Zendesk. It was a headache just to work with them. Um, and I, I could never get some of the things I wanted done. We were able to build it out into our new platform. I've got everything I want. I can literally see timelines of things that they're taking. I can see response times. I can see how many tickets people have had. It's just so much simpler on our side to manage stuff and respond to stuff. Awesome. As I know that, you know, uh, with your Podio, you had pretty much two different platforms, right? One for the newbie. It was easy. It was an easy button CRM. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. the free, free version. And then we have a middle version and then a top tier version, which was, which is beast mode. Beast mode, right. You got the best fucking names, by the way. I mean, beast yeah. mode, that's damn sales CRM. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know where you come up with them, but it's awesome. Right. Uh, and I don't know how you get the domains on those things either. <laughs> so get uh, lucky uh, yeah get lucky i uh <laughs> I, I i did search some stuff and use some ai and some other stuff to come up with some names and then search behind the scenes if it's available and uh yeah it's uh, that is one of the things that i enjoy about businesses and turning on new businesses i know most people are like don't worry about your damn logo don't worry about this you need to worry about revenue yeah i agree to an extent but i like the logo shit like that little thing yeah. is cool to me it is it is cool, man. I love names. I love logos, and, and I got I got too many URLs, so you know, or domains. So yeah. unfortunately, it's, a, it's an addiction. But uh, on your new platform, 
are do you have a tier structure for that as far as like for the newbie the guy that's just starting and it's like man i don't i'm using a spreadsheet i'm overwhelmed obviously most of our clients aren't tech savvy at all right um how do you how do you tailor your product to where they are at yeah so um typically the way we handle it is based off of how many users how many contacts you have and then some of the automations that you want to have access to so newbie type person that is trying to keep low overhead and um, doesn't necessarily need to have a bunch of users and things in there and probably doesn't have a ton of contacts or sellers. Um, We're 97 bucks a month for the new platform. Um, And then if and when they want to upgrade to where they want to have some more contacts, meaning we've got it to where it's 5,000 contacts and then they're able to have up to five users, then they're at 197 bucks a month. And then we do a big jump. We do a big jump because we go to unlimited contacts, unlimited users, and then all of a sudden the follow-ups, which include um, text message, uh, email, ringless voicemail, and direct mail pieces um, get put into there. And then we're at $4.97 a month. But again, for the bigger teams that have those, you know, sometimes 10 to 20 to 30 users, um, to be able to have unlimited users, that is kind of the better fit when they step up to that bigger platform like that. And they don't have to worry about the per user seat charge, which almost every CRM, that's how they charge things. Yeah. I mean, do you find it, I mean, do you, I'll, I'm always fascinated by this. Do you find it easier to, you know, grab the newbie and, and build him up? Cause I'm assuming people that have big teams, that's hard for them to get them to move CRMs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The big teams, um, the big teams, there's a whole lot more onboarding handholding cause they got a lot yeah. more leads and integrations with different platforms. So going on. Um, yeah, you definitely have to have a little bit more of a white glove approach with the bigger teams like that, um, or they won't move because they don't want to deal with it. Um, with the newer people, it's more of a showing them the process. So, you know, they may not even know the best spots to pull lists. They may not know how to skip trace or, uh, send out a direct mail piece or where they should even go for a website. So there's more of a, where should I go? What does this fit in? Do I need to do all of it? Or should I just do one or two at a time? You've got to talk them kind of through that process. And I, I do enjoy that because I do understand that they don't necessarily have the understanding that if you do the the one or two things consistently over and over, that things will work out. They're trying to do 10 things and be busy and feel like they're getting somewhere, but they're really not. You know, you've got to talk them down from that um, yeah. and get them to where, hey, this is what you're going to do. You're going to follow this for at least three to six months and track your numbers, know your numbers, know what it takes to make a deal come through. And then we can put the fuel on the fire uh, after that. So you give them a game plan? Yeah. Yeah. We right. jump on on the onboarding call and that's part of the onboarding call is to, hey, here are some of the, the items that you need to worry about. You don't need to worry about having 10 different integrations right now. And, and maybe you're following somebody on social media that's got all this great stuff connected and they talk about it. That's not you right now. You got to crawl yeah. before you can walk and then run. That's awesome, brother. And truthfully, man, I'm, I, I'm with you. I enjoy talking to newbies a lot more, right? Because the other guys, I mean, they're they're either set in stone or they're hopping all over the place, anyways. That's just how just yeah. how it is. But I just get a lot. I just get a lot out of talking to people, trying to understand what their business looks like, and seeing if we could help them at all. You know what I mean? So you get to do that on a regular basis. So that kind of gives me a segue. You have all this data about you know people that are running high level operations to guys that are struggling, right? Uh, you're able to see, you know, the differences. What are you seeing that really differentiates those two people? The big one is, are they tracking their numbers? Number one, 
So it's not necessarily just a gut feeling of this isn't working. I don't like this. I don't want to keep doing this. I'm going to go try this other thing. And then two months later, I'm going to try this other thing. And yeah. now the shiny object is I'm going to go look at AI and then I'm going to go try Stop. <laughs> Pick something, stick with it for a couple of months, actually track the numbers. So you know exactly how many prospects were sent out to that mail piece or whatever it is, whether it's inbound or outbound. And then from that, how many appointments, how many appointments did you complete? How many canceled on you? How many offers from that? From those offers, how many did you get to close? And when you actually have the real numbers, the real data, and you can track that and repeat that, that is the difference between somebody that's around for five years, 10 years, versus somebody that's a year or two. They might do a couple deals, but they could never really consistently put it together and they had to go back to a job or they went off to something else. Um, yeah. It's so true, bro. I mean, it really is, man. And everybody, it's, just, it's so... Um... I don't know if annoying is the right word, man. When when they get all upset about some campaign, at, if it didn't work the first month or even the second month, it's like, man, you got to stick with something. In my opinion, you know, at least five to six months, you know, to to see yeah. that going through because most deals, excuse me, are just going to fall in your lap, and you're going to have some of those, right? You're going to sure. have some that you call, you're going to close pretty quickly, but the majority of them, it's not going to be that way. It's a nurturing game, a nurturing follow-up, you know, walking them, being there whenever they're uh, they're ready to raise their hand. So I- I'm assuming you you see the same thing. Let me ask you another question when it comes to marketing. What are you seeing right now that's really, really effective? We're watching a whole <laughs> lot more people that are uh, figuring out Number one, if you can get direct county data easily, do that. Uh, and then if you're able to stack that stuff on top of each other so you can see that they're on three, four, five lists. And then from that, figure out a process. And what I mean by figure out a process, I mean take that list, skip trace it. Uh, from that first skip trace, cold call all of them, try to get through and figure out if you're talking to the right person. If you are, great, run your sales process. If you're not, you can't, and you skip trace it a second time with a, another provider and can't get uh, a good number to them, are you sending direct mail? If you get return mail, are you doing something with a return mail to try to find them? There's got to be kind of a flow, a funnel. And unfortunately, I see a lot of people that are like, I get a list, I skip trace it, I'm going to call them, I'm going to text them, I'm going to direct mail them, I'm going to do everything at once. And so you're technically kind of spending the same amount of time and money on every marketing channel when you could push it through the flow and reduce your time and money on stuff. Dude, you're speaking my language, man. And so, you know, we have it, what it's called, you know, we obviously, I think other people call it the same thing. We call it sequence marketing, right? Uh, because we always want to hit it first with um, uh, cold calling because that's the cheapest, that's, that's the easiest. And we're really focusing on the RPC, the right person contact. Because if I get that, if I get the RPC, then I can text them, I can do whatever, right? And then we go ahead and direct mail everything that we cannot get the RPC to. And it just, you know, our cost for contracts is so much lower because of it. Uh, if you have a CRM that tracks that for you, and you know what I mean? Uh, that's just golden. And that's just, to me, the easiest way to get through a list because I used to send out like 25,000 mailers a month, right? And the budget's crazy. And, and until we started going into that more sequent approach, our cost for contracts were five, 7,000. Now our cost for contract are less than 2000 right? Hovering around $1,800, $1,900. So a uh, huge difference. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is the biggest thing, right? So your your labor time is going to be a little high, obviously, with cold calling. But as far as the cost to get to them and the platforms to get to them, it's going to be the simplest way to do it. 
especially as you know things have changed. The uh, terrain has changed big time over the last six months, a year with text messaging and you know having a, that cold outreach ability. Um, you know whether you can do it, can't do it. That's other people will make those decisions for their business. But um, how people did things before in the last year are not going to be the same now here in today's age. You having to make some adjustments how you reach out to people and what you do and don't do. Um, I, and I agree. Man. What, what do you see in the forefront, though? Like, what do you see like moving forward uh, from your clients? Uh, a lot of them are shifting to what we just talked about, trying to get in the right right person, right time. But yeah. they're also shifting their dollars more to a either PPC or SEO uh, mentality as well. So as they kind of figure out that the cold outreach has got to have some shift to how they do things, um, they're figuring out that, okay, if I spend money on PPC and get that dialed in, um, those are more likely to be ready right this minute. Whereas maybe a cold call or a direct mail piece, not all the time are they ready to go right now. I know for us when we were doing it, direct mail piece, on average, it was taking us right around six to eight months um, before we were closing. Now we had yeah. some unicorns where we were closing right away, but the average for us was we were sending out typically four or five pieces of mail, following up with them, and then they were finally ready to go You know that, that time period later. Uh, whereas the PPC stuff, usually if they're searching for you, they're pretty much ready to go. Yeah, it's not, it's not science. I mean, it's not hard, right? It's not just, it, it's not overly complicated because I think the best marketing campaigns is always a combination of outbound and inbound, right? And yeah. also you have to do what's right for your personality and your business. Like we're heavily into outbound. That's my personality. I'm really aggressive. I'd rather go and get it. Uh, we understand how to create the team, but you know what? That's, that could be daunting for some people, right? So you got to fit you got to find that marketing piece that really works for your personality. And then on the back end, obviously keep everything organized because everything is about the follow-up in this business. I mean, like everything, right? Yeah. So, uh, so let me ask you this brother. Um, cause I know you're a pretty straight guy and I want to hear about your hero's journey. Cause a lot of, a big part of our, see our podcast is about that hero's journey. Cause we all know this, this road is, it's not a straight line, right? I mean, we'd go through some things. So, Top of mind, what is a couple of, what is something that you went through uh, within the last, whatever, you know, entrepreneurial uh, journey that you're like, just knock your ass down and you didn't know if you were going to get up or not? Sure. Yeah. Um, I will, you know, on a personal level, without going into super detail, I will tell you the last year has been an absolute punch to the face. And that has been on a business level and uh, personal level. There's, with kids and divorces and things of that nature, that's probably enough detail that most can figure out that there's drama yeah. that comes with that and stuff that comes with that. So you get to deal with that, and then so you, you know get to that. deal with a yeah, you get to deal with a uh, a business. And there's good months, there's bad months, and then real estate cycles will move and shift, and so you get to move and shift with that. So, you know, I will tell you so part I of kick last year. I don't know about you guys. I'm a, oh, I mean, yeah, we did. Dropped, we're like, holy crap, man. Yeah. You know what happened? The, the faucet just turned off, right? So 100%. I, I think yeah. every whoever says that they did not uh, provide us that they did not, I think your farms are full of shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's automatically bullshit to me, right? So, so did that happen to you guys? Oh, yeah. 100%. And I will tell you that is why. There's some different branding and names that are going to be out there with us besides REI Automation Squad. Although I love my name and that yeah. that got us started, it also pigeonholed us because with the REI Automation Squad, you're expecting that it's real estate investing. 
as much as I love real estate investing, there's other communities that I'm a big fan of. I like my hot rods. I like my cars. I like my guns. There are yeah. other platforms, other businesses that I can help with a sales process with follow-up. So, you know, we're building out Patriot business systems. Um, and I just got the first attempt at the logo and we were just talking about this. I love logos. It's a badass bald Eagle cartoon character. Like I can't wait to actually release it and start pushing on that. But we've already started talking to some small businesses here locally that we're going to start providing some of the services for. Um, but I want to kind of be in that blue collar, um, you know, plumbing, electrician, roofer on top of what we've already done with real estate investors and continue to do. Um, so we're going to diversify. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those guys, dude, talk about them. I don't even think those guys work off an Excel spreadsheet, some of them, you know what I mean? A lot That's of them don't. Chuck yeah. and, uh, and a, yeah, a notebook type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you can take, you know, that and give them a basic CRM and be like, hey, here's an app. Here's a system that you put your contact in and I can show you how to turn something on where you could reach out to them for the next six months, 12 months. And when all of a sudden you're closing customers and leads that you would have never remembered, um, you would definitely see kind of, okay, it's an epiphany moment. You know, I've got, at this point, I've got hundreds of investors that have used our follow-up and I've got testimonials where they've made 80 grand, hundred grand from people they completely forgot about and yeah. the follow-up was able to bring it back in. So we're just doing the same things. Um, it applies across all businesses. And as part of kind of the retired military, we moved to a small farm town that's population 4,500 on a 35 acre farm backed up to 200 wetland acres. Leave me the hell alone. Uh, heaven. You're that kind of down though, man. Yeah. You're like, just, you know, I, I don't want to talk to you. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to be out of here. Enjoy my yeah. family. Yeah. I, it's, you know, it's our little heaven and, uh, yeah. it's it looks seven minutes. Yeah. It's seven minutes to town. And if we want the big box stores, it's 15 minutes to the big box stores. And for us, that's more than close enough to do what we want to do and be able to relax. It's, it's crazy because we're far enough back off the road where we don't see any cars or anything. We're on a main state highway, but because of that, it's like your own little world until you leave. It's a great way to, to raise kids, man. I, 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 one of my goals is to have at least a ranch at 20 acres as at the, at the least, but I really want to get more acreage than that, you know, and I'm a city guy. I, I'm just now I'm going hunting for the first time. I know you're a hunter. I, right? I, I just, I ju so to, to talk on that, I grew up in the city. I grew up on literally the last lot that is considered the town of or city of. And my dad lives 12 minutes from us. So I'm back by my hometown growing up. Um, nice. But I never went hunting growing up. My dad didn't go hunting. No way. This, I, I assume you're a hunter, man. I, being military, everybody assumes, oh, Marine Corps, you have to hunt. I had yeah. no idea what the hell I was doing. I had some really good actual local businesses that I've been talking to, services that I happen to talk to the one guy and he's like, oh yeah, I'm a trophy hunter. I've gotten trophies from the state of Wisconsin for bucks and this and that. And he's like, you want to put up a, a blind and, or a tree stand? He's like, I'll help you. I'll help out a vet. I'm, Cause I got hardware in my back where I can't lift a lot of stuff and twist. So they came out, him and his son hooked me up, put up a tree stand. I was literally out in the tree stand this morning. Cause we have a, a three day hunt here in Wisconsin from the seventh to the 10th. So didn't see anything this morning, but I'll be back out there this afternoon. Yeah. Well, I just, I mean, for me, and especially with, you know, my kids, uh, I just want to get them into nature and I just want to get them. And, and I, it, you know what, it's not going to happen unless I do it first. So I'm going to go with somebody. They're going to teach me, you know, we're doing a hunting and fishing trip and, you know, all this other stuff. But these are the things that I really want to get back to my kids 
uh, right now because we try to spend as much time outdoors as possible. We live in the city, so it's not as easy as you. I guess it is. I mean, Jesus, I'm just making excuses, right? But we live in the city, so uh, we don't have the opportunity to go to, you know, a couple of, you know, 10, 20, 30 acres like you do and just walk out there. It makes it a whole lot easier, no doubt. I mean, even the guy that was helping me put up the stand was like, man, I wish I could walk 200 feet and be in my stand. Um, but dick. it's pretty sweet. Um, I'll, I'll uh, have to send you a picture after we're done later today. I've got a picture and a little video from my stand. It's pretty sweet because we've got a spring-fed pond out our back, so got pretty cool setup out back. Um, so we did that, and uh, we started doing the uh, home garden stuff. So we did the whole doing the tomatoes and, and cucumbers and all that stuff this year and some watermelon. Uh, never done that before either. We're figuring it oh, out dude, as we, we go. We did our first watermelon, man. It was a monster. It was like this big. I was like super impressed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was super impressed how everything came out being that it was our first year and we had no clue what the hell we were doing. And honestly, yeah. we started super late in the season. Like Wisconsin, you're supposed to plant in uh, April timeframe. We didn't even start planting stuff until like July, which is like the hottest month ever. And it's hard to get stuff to grow, but we were able to get it done. It's cool. Kids had fun. Everybody learned a little bit and we used the food and, and made it, you know, a weekly thing where we go out there and pull off the plants and stuff. It was, it's cool. Awesome, brother. You know, a, a big part, I mean, you know, listen, obviously we're entrepreneurs, but we're, we're dads, right? And, and I think that's a, you know, that's something that a lot of times while people are in the grind, they, they forget what the true purpose is, right? The purpose isn't to make money. The purpose is to use the money to have experiences, you know? Um, tell me how you are balancing that work, you know, life thing, because I know it's never truly a balance, but how are you fulfilling the roles that you need to fulfill? Well, um, sometimes you got to give credit where credit is due. Although I try and I do decently well nowadays compared to what I did in the early days of starting because there's definitely seasons of grind and when I first started the business oh yeah we did the 20 hour days and sometime overnight type stuff uh, and with the new product coming out we're doing some late nights but my wife is retired military and she will every once in a while let me know it's time shut it down um, that yes. being said um, I do use an app that uh I think it's free for, for most of the stuff you can do. I pay, I don't know, 50 bucks every three months for it, but it's goals wizard. I've used this thing and talked about it for, I don't know, six plus years. I swear by it. It literally makes you do a morning routine check-in of what's important for the day. What are you grateful for? Uh, what are your three to five things that you want to do? And it has you set um, 30 day, 90 day goals. And then at night you do a nightly check-in and a, what worked, what didn't work? Uh, what did you complete? Uh, I've been doing that thing and using that app for five plus years. And without that, I'm a hot mess. I'm ADD all over the place. Um, but with having to answer to myself and I'm good at it, uh, with the routine of going in there and doing it, um, uh, it's a reality check. It's a gut check that some days I do really well and other days I suck at life or at least it feels like it and got hardly anything on the list done. That's just, that's part of it. Those that are willing to push through that stuff is what's the difference between those that are still doing it five, 10 years later or going back and doing something else. Dude, I mean, that just so, totally resonated with me. A couple of things. I, I, part of my morning thing is uh, I do the um, uh, affirmations as, as well, uh, positive gratefulness. I send it out to Stinson and a couple of other buddies of mine, a couple of groups, and it really sets the tone for the day. But you'll have days just like you talk about where I'm like, dude, I'm crushing it. I am just like checking it off all this shit. And then you'll have days where I'm not getting anything done. And yep. 
sometimes I'll have consecutive days. You know what I mean? Because life happens, right? Yep. Wrote her thing. And I'll sit there and I'll lay in bed and I'll beat myself up like, oh my God, how did I let this day slip on me where I'll, I'll go over my, you know, my to-do of that day and how did I not, I, I got one out of whatever, out of, or none out of it done, you know what I mean? And so yeah, I just have to kind of regroup and go, dude, it's going to be all right. There's always tomorrow. And just as long as one thing that I've started doing with last probably about six months was like, am I, did I do one thing that led me closer to my goal? Right. And every, every segment of my life has a different goal. Like, you know, obviously my kids have, have goals with that. And then my business, like if I did one thing, I don't even care if it's small, that's a check mark, man. I'm, I'm moving forward. Yeah. I'm not beating myself over like I, I used to in the past. Yeah, that's uh, that's a huge key right there because that that positive mindset of not beating yourself down is huge. If you're beating yourself down for a couple of days, a week, a month, I've been there. But at some point, you've got to pull yourself out of it because that doesn't lead anywhere well. Besides a tailspin, and it's hard to pull out of those. Um, as a you know veteran that's been deployed and seen and done things, uh, it can be difficult to pull out of tailspins. And so that network, whether it is family or other business owners or friends that are around, it's important. Um, it's definitely one of those things that, you know, who you surround yourself with is definitely a reflection of where you're going to go and, and part of it. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um, That's I would say, yeah. Um, as we struggle through parenting, I mean, we got, we got three teenagers in the house. We got one, uh, 10 year old that thinks she's like 25 that we get to struggle through. Um, you know, day, day in life of having a family and kids and a business, it's a struggle for everybody. Don't let anybody tell you like, oh yeah, I'm crushing it. It's so easy. And you can just press a button and everything will come just like it is for me, man. They're full of crap. Everyone is yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I have, we've been able to travel and do Yellowstone with a couple masterminds and I've got a couple hot rods and cars and I got cool toys, but yeah. I busted my ass to get there. And there are days where, damn, I almost thought about like, why am I still doing this shit? Why do I keep punching myself in the face? I like it. I like the chase. I like the the hunt, if you will. Um, I don't know that I could do anything else besides kind of have my own thing. Uh, a, t- a friend, a buddy of mine has a term. I don't know if he came up with it, but he's the first time. He's the first person I heard. He's like, unemployable. <laughs> Like I am unemployable, right? So I, I think that a lot of us are in that seat where, you know, we have to, we don't have a choice, man, because we're probably never going to work for somebody else. And we probably wouldn't be great employees or great bosses, but a terrible employee. So yeah. uh, it sounds like we're all a very, very similar past. I'll tell you what, man, I, I really appreciate you. I appreciate your candidates, brother. Uh, I'm excited about your new launch. How do, how do people find you? How do people find your product? Yeah. So uh, PatriotBusinessSystems.com is the website. Um, you can reach out. There's a chat feature there. Um, otherwise, uh, Instagram, Facebook, we're on there. Same thing with Patriot Business Systems. If you just search that up or Donald Ross on Facebook, you can find me there. Um, fairly active on those platforms. So if you reach out or message, you know, uh, I'll reach back and talk to you and we'll figure out how we can work together. Okay. Uh, do you want to put, uh, um, we're going to have a link of the domain, but do you want to talk about your CRM? Sure. Where did, where yeah. did you find that? Yeah. So, uh, best damn sales CRM is what we've called the CRM version right now. Um, and that can be either purchased on bestdamnsalescrm.com or, um, Patriot business systems will be there as well. Essentially 
um, we're building out the Patriot business systems to take over um, the other brands, if you will, and have it to where any business uh, that we are working with, small businesses, kind of that blue collar network we talked about, um, can kind of go through there and schedule a call and, and figure out what best fits. So we do have the ability to just go on your own and order it. You can certainly do that. Or typically what we'll do is schedule just a 15 minute call, jump on a call, kind of talk about the business, talk about what's working, not working, what are you looking to fix? And then we'll kind of talk about what does that system solution look like for you. Awesome, awesome. Like I said, I'll have it on the show links. Don, man, appreciate you, brother. That's a wrap. Peace out until next time, guys. So that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And I hope you received value from this episode. If so, please share this podcast to your brothers and sisters. And also hook up with us on Facebook, IG, and YouTube at Real Talks. That's R-E-I-L Talks. Until next time, my friends, keep it cool, keep it real, and peace out. Peace out.